Hello, everyone. I am so excited to tell you that the very high in demand parenting workshop called Ignite Her Joy is back to serve all of you parents with young women ages nine to 18 or on the way. And have you ever wished you could see the real smiles of your daughter's face more often? Or maybe you have wondered why she used to love school and is now having trouble. Or maybe you've seen some changes in her sweetness that are not as sweet, or maybe her confidence is wavering and you want to help her fortify that and help her prepare for her adult journey later on. So no matter what, all of those things come down to self-esteem and your young ladies today need some big doses of the real stuff. I'm not talking the social media, selfie-fed self-esteem, but the real stuff that will hold her up in the changes that inevitably come and those challenges of life. So this parenting workshop is totally free and totally priceless, and it is coming up. Ignite Her Joy, Five Steps to Growing Your Daughter's Self-Esteem in the Tween and Teen Years is May 9th through 13th. You are going to want to register for this ASAP so you can make sure you have a seat in this virtual room for this limited guest opportunity. You can go to nellieharden.com slash ignite to grab your seat right away so you can have this parenting gold to help your daughter grow and solidify her own self-esteem starting today. Again, that's nellieharden.com slash ignite. That's N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com slash ignite. I can't wait to see you there. Hello, and welcome to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. If you are a parent of a tween, teen, or somewhere on the way, this is exactly the place for you. This is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention, strength, and joy. Come and hear all the discussions, get all the tactics, and have lots of laughs along the way. We will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today, how to show up as parents and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world. My name is Nellie Harden, big city girl turned small town, sip an iced tea on the front porch mama who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families by helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience and sets the kids up with a rock solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the 6570 Family Project podcast, where we are putting aside the power struggles and finding the way to lead our young women toward the confidence, respect, and wisdom that they need to prepare them for the outside world. And today we have a great topic that a lot of parents really don't think about, but is super important to me and a huge part of development, especially of perspective. So today we're going to talk about the top 10 reasons why it is so important to have multi-generational relationships for your kids. And what I mean by that is 
not just your 10th grader being friends with other 10th graders or your sixth grader being friends with other sixth graders. Uh, that is important, but it is really important too to bust out of those constraints and those boundaries and have friends that are younger and older so that we can start to gain a lot of this perspective and wisdom. So that really is our number one uh, reason right there. Your child will see and hear things from other people's perspectives. Now, perspective is something that we gain along life's path, and we just keep gaining more and more and more. Think about every experience as a new lens that is being put into the great telescope that you view life with. Everyone's perspective is very different. There is not a single pair of people that does or ever has or ever will exist that has the same exact perspective because we all live different lives. And when your child can see and hear things from other people's perspectives, then it broadens that idea for them. And it's not just the, this is my way or the highway, and this is what I think, and I'm going to throw out anything that anyone else thinks, right? In our teen and tween world, especially for our young women today, it is very easy to walk that line. They are simultaneously being told that what you want is what you should have, and uh, it is your way or the highway, and you know, the heck with everyone else, but also at the same time saying we need to accept and, and fully embrace everybody. And it's very confusing for our young women. And so when we can hear things from other people's perspectives, especially people that have lived in multiple generations with multiple quote unquote trends and things like this, then it can give so much more perspective to our young women today as to what's happening right now. Because if they're living in the fishbowl, of what is happening right now and thinking this is the way it always has been and always will be, then that can be a really tough place when things inevitably change because we all know that they will. And so hearing things from other people's point of view can kind of break that fishbowl a little bit and help them see things more from an aerial point of view and how things are constantly changing in world culture, in school culture, in child culture, and in all of those. So uh, seeing and hearing things from other people's perspectives is gold. And then we have number two, which is wisdom from people who have actually been there, right? Um, maybe your child is in a relationship and they're all, you know, flustered and they don't know what to do. And you've tried talking to them, um, but you're just the parent and they don't want to necessarily listen to you. So maybe there's somebody else that they can talk to someone who has really fallen in love, someone who has really had these experiences and can hear them out, right? Maybe, uh, there's something happening in the world and there's conflict in the world and they're feeling very heavy about that. And they want to talk to somebody that has been there during other world conflicts, right? How that made them feel. Maybe they are going through some sort of obstacle and this other person, no matter what age they are, they have been through that obstacle before. In fact, um, one of my daughters is very interested in acting. And so uh, we happen to know somebody that um, is a child actor. And so I recommended getting on the phone um, with that person. And because this other uh, young lady is younger than my daughter, she was like, oh, I could not, I could not get advice from someone younger than me. I was like, girl, she has 
way, 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 way more experience than you do. So this would be a really good conversation to have. And it breaks. And through that conversation that we had, I was able to break through some of her resistance to, I am this age. I cannot learn from someone younger than me. I can mentor, I can teach, I can lead someone younger, but I cannot be taught by someone younger than me, which we all know as we get older, that's going to happen a lot. So it's a good thing to start learning early and good conversations to have. So number three is reinforcement of your own parenting from others. So in this one, maybe someone or something is happening in your home and there's a little bit of a wall up between you and your child because there's some, you know, maybe the wall is made out of some animosity, some frustration, some embarrassment, some, um, I don't want to do it because, uh, I don't want to do what you're telling me because you're just trying to get me to do what you want me to do type of thing. Right. I know you, I can, I can hear and feel you all nodding at me right now. So maybe talking to another person would look like, I know this feels hard right now, but they are really doing this because they love you. And I've seen what happens when parents don't do this and that's not where you want to be, right? So reinforcement of your own parenting, very powerful. Number four is others can lift them up in ways that you can't, right? You're so beautiful, uh, is told to you by your husband sometimes. And you're like, oh, thank you. You know, and then your neighbor who you don't even know as well says, wow, you look really beautiful today. And you're like, well, thank you. Really? Really? Oh, wow. Well, Well, thank you so much. Right. And so getting compliments and really getting lifted up from other people can be very, very uh, powerful. My kids uh, tell me all the time, if they walk in, I'm like, wow, you look really beautiful today. You have to say that you're my mom. And I was like, well, no, I don't have to say it. And yes, I am your mom, but you really are beautiful today. But I know that if they went out and somebody else told them that they were beautiful, that it would mean even more. So uh, just some, uh, some cues there to always lift up other people, right? Number five, you can gain insight of your child from different perspectives of the people that they are with. And that is really key because again, we only see through our one lens, right? Our one telescope, if you will, that's filled with our hundreds of thousands of lenses of perspective we've collected along the way. And so when we're seeing it one way, maybe somebody else that's talking to them and then you talk to them afterwards can see it from an entirely different perspective and give you clarity that you just never knew was there before, right? Um, So what others, you could see what others see and your children can many times show different faces to different people, right? So you see one side and they're showing another side to somebody else. And so that is another exposure that you can have in order to get to know your child more. And you're, uh, when you're uh, out there and people tell you about your kids, like, I get told a lot, you know, your children are just so polite. They're so grown up. And I do not say that to toot my own horn. What I'm saying is when I am home and there is ruckus and chaos and there is, you know, sister sass and there is all these things happening. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Right. And then I go out in public and, you know, they're still doing some of that, but we're just being our normal goofy selves. And I have someone come up and say, your girls are so polite and so well-mannered. I'm like, really? Oh, well, thank you so much. Right. It's hard to see when you're so close. And so other people bring the perspective of backing up and seeing what's really going on. 
All right. Another one, number six is it is more realistic to the real world to have multi-generational relationships, right? Once they graduate high school and they are not in their class anymore, they are thrust into either the workforce or a university setting where there is multiple different, uh, different ages. And so if we can get them communicating effectively with older generations and younger generations before they leave home, then they will be set up with that much more. Their self-esteem, right? How they value and appreciate your, um, themselves will be so much more equipped if we can do that and give them those experiences before they leave home and then teaching the younger generation. So now I'm, I'm specifically talking about younger generations there. It gives them a leadership role, a teaching role, a caregiving role, and it really does keep them young too. It helps them realize when they are, you know, uh, in their tweens and they're in middle school and they're like, Oh, I cannot, you know, quote unquote play anymore. I can only hang out. But then maybe a neighbor kid comes over or a cousin or even a younger sibling and all of a sudden they are doing Legos and they're maybe even, I don't know, playing with dolls or doing makeup and all these things. And they're like, oh, well, we're just still hanging out. We're not playing, but you know that they're playing. So that's okay. We want them to be able to enjoy all the aspects of imagination and play. Play is so important. There's experts on play out there for even adults. And so we don't want to ever put play on a shelf, right? And being around younger people that allows them to keep play and act uh, active in their life. And then obviously having friends of the same age is very beneficial because it helps them, uh, because they're going through the same challenges, many of the same challenges, right? Um, they're being exposed to the same things. Um, they have different perspectives from different families. Um, but they can, you know, they're having the same history test or they are going to the ACTs at the same time. Um, they're having end of year exams at the same time. Those type of things are very, um, and not to mention, maybe they have grown up with them for a long time. So there's long-term relationships in there too. And then number nine is learning how to cultivate friendships. You know, if we just gave them the small pool of of children or kids or teenagers that are in their class, then that is a very small pool compared to the world. And so when we can teach them how to go out and make more friendships, both older, same age and younger, then they're going to have that much more practice on how to cultivate friendships. And it really is a beautiful thing. And lastly is independence, right? They don't have to rely on you for all of their entertainment. They don't have to rely on you for all of their guidance. You are their primary guidance, hands down. You are the family architect of, uh, as parents, you are building, designing, and planning with them in the second half of childhood, but you don't have to do it alone. This is the village concept, right? It takes a village. And so they can go out and seek guidance from other people, bring it back, digest it with you, um, digest it with themselves and their quiet time and all of these things. So independence is definitely part of that. So those are a lot of reasons right there, why it's so important to have those multi-generational friendships. And it all really does come down to growing that self-esteem. Like I talked about and speaking of self-esteem, you guys, 
May 9th through 14th is the Ignite Her Joy Parenting Workshop. If you have not registered yet, be sure to go and register. Uh, it is uh, nellieharden.com slash ignite. And this is uh, recurring. So even if this is uh, past May, when you are listening to this, that is okay. You can still go on and register for the next one. Because this is for people that want to walk away with an understanding uh, of the thought process that your daughter has more than you've ever known before how much would you love to know her thought process, right? And be able to build that with her. Uh, you will be able to have a solid framework you can implement immediately to ground them in, not grounding uh, as in um, a punishment. We're talking about grounded, real self-esteem, not selfie esteem, self-esteem. Okay. Those are two very different things. We've all seen the teens and tweens that are all glum and melancholy and even, you know, depressed looking. And then they put on this huge smile, snap a picture of themselves, and then they go to look at it. And as soon as they're looking at it, it's all glum and, and sad again. Right. And that is not how we want our young women to be not at all. And then, uh, have clarity over why decisions were made in the past and how you can help them make better decisions in the future and have the tools to guide your daughter toward more joy than she has ever experienced before. This is for all parents that have children, uh, young women between nine and 18 or on the way there. And I want to see you there. So nellyharden.com slash ignite. That is definitely where you want to go. Okay. You guys, that was a great episode today. I hope your, uh, your young women, your children, all of your children go out and grab friendships and start cultivating those and growing those friendships with people younger, the same age and older and and even much older than they are, it will be a beautiful, beautiful thing. So next week, we will be back with another episode. And remember, keep teaching, keep laughing, keep loving. And above all, remember to keep showing up with intention in this 6,570 days of the parenthood childhood experience, because they need you. All right, everyone have a great week. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that want to love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design, and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days, and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, nellieharden.com. That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you, or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you love the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools 
in their own families. So thank you so much. Happy building, you guys, and I'll see you next week.